Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Online. Welcome in Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast. Mike, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? Hey, doing great, John. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always good to catch up with you, man. And uh, just to be honest, uh, looking at uh, this weekend of games, hopefully no one's overlooking this weekend, looking to the next weekend. But uh, still some intriguing matchups nonetheless. And let's just start with the early morning one, the one that we care about here in Arkansas, Arkansas and Auburn. I know that in your picks you have Arkansas winning this game by a touchdown. But uh, what do you make of the matchup, and why do you think Arkansas finally gets that victory over Auburn? Yeah, believe it or not, John, I don't know if you referenced this stat yet or not, but this is the first time since 1998 that Arkansas is favored on the Plains against the Tigers. So pretty unusual, but this is one that Arkansas has got to have if they're going to have a strong close to the season, like I think they will. Uh, but it's just... <laughs> Not going too well on the plains, as we all know. And this week is, uh, you know, it, it, things are starting to trend poorly. You got to hand it to Auburn; they've not given up on Brian Harson just yet. But when you got multiple players asking a red shirt and being told either you you walk or you play, and they decide to walk, let you know things are not going too well. But on the field, you know, I think this is a matchup of two of the worst defenses in the SEC. Auburn's given up uh, around 400 rushing yards the last two weeks to SEC opponents. So I think Arkansas should be able to have their way with this defense, but I also think the way Tank Bigsby is running right now that uh, they're going to have a ton of success on Arkansas's defense. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring back-and-forth game. But, yeah, between Robbie Ashford and K.J. Jefferson, um, you know, the smart money's on K.J. there. So, Mike, Arkansas hasn't been great as far as run stopping, but really what they struggle with on defense is their pass defense. So even though Tank Bigsby is a good player, it on paper it sets up that Arkansas does have all the advantages except for pass defense, and uh, we haven't seen that Auburn has been able to attack that so far. Um, so you, you just you think that Auburn does have the ability to score plenty of points, though? Yeah, yeah, because according to my, I I know the stats you're probably referencing, Joe, but according to the the efficiency stats that I look at, Arkansas's rush defense is actually lower than their pass defense. I just think that the the overall total yards going against Auburn is so high, uh, but they they can't stop the run either. I mean, Alabama ran like crazy on them. But there was an opportunity to close out that ball game with Bryce Young out. They couldn't get it done. Um, you know, I BYU was able to run all over Arkansas just two weeks ago. So, yeah, I think Auburn is going to – that's one thing they have been able to do is run the football the last couple of weeks, tank Bigsby 179 rushing yards against Ole Miss. So, yeah, I, I think Auburn, particularly at home, they play a little bit better at home. I think they're going to give Arkansas a game here. They should have beaten LSU, who right now is, uh, you know, at the top of the SEC standings with Alabama. So, this is not a guaranteed loss by any means, but I just think Arkansas is the better team. I don't care where the game's played. 
So, out of curiosity, say if Arkansas just goes in and works Auburn, say if they, they win big, it's not a close game, it's Arkansas in complete control, does Auburn fire Brian Harson after this one, or do you still feel like even if Arkansas goes in and wins big, they're still going to hold on to the rope for Harson too? Well, John, to be honest with you, I've been waiting for about a month for them to fire Harson. I don't know exactly what they're waiting for. The buyout goes down after the Iron Bowl. Maybe they're waiting till then. Of course, that's just going to kill their recruiting. Their recruiting's not going great anyway, so maybe they don't mind. And, and I'm sure you've seen the news. Hugh Freeze, the extension at Liberty. That tells me that uh, Auburn let his representatives know it, <laughs> joining Auburn is not going to be an option. So I'm fascinated to see what Auburn is doing here because, it, you know, with players walking off the team, they can't officially go into the portal anyway, but the fact that they're announcing it on social media and, and basically quitting on the team, I mean, that's that's all you need to know about where things are on the planes. They're just delaying the inevitable I certainly think if they get destroyed at home against Arkansas, yeah, I think Auburn could finally make that move. But another big problem is who are you going to elevate? I don't know that they have a good candidate on staff there, unless you're talking someone like Cadillac Williams, the former outstanding running back. But I don't know if he's ready to, even in an interim role, take over Auburn with uh, some big games remaining on their schedule. Hey, yeah, Mike, I mean, Auburn's an overtime win against Missouri away from losing five straight. And so it's not looking good. They're looking for an excuse to to get rid of Harson. Going off of that game, I mean, it could dovetail into this game. On the SEC slate, who do you think has the best chance to have an upset this week? Uh, Believe it or not, I would probably say Texas A&M and for a number of reasons this is Ole Miss ninth game in a row no bye week they get a bye week after this so they're a beat-up team Zach Evans not being in the lineup that was that was a huge loss clearly last week against LSU and maybe Ole Miss got exposed last week I'm not ready to go quite that far but I mean LSU just blew them out in the fourth quarter first loss of the season obviously for Ole Miss so if Ole Miss got exposed, maybe A&M can, can continue that trend, beat up a, a banged-up Ole Miss football team. But I've just got no confidence in Jimbo Fisher. Uh, it was just reported that he blew off his meeting with the uh, SEC Network, the, the television crew, prior to the game. I don't know what's up with that, but I've, I've literally never heard of an SEC coach doing that. Uh, things, you know, suspended players, injured players. I do not even know at this point in time who a and is going to roll out at quarterback because Haynes King's banged up. Are they going to go with the true freshman, Connor Wigman? I don't know. I, I don't have faith in A&M to score 14 points in an SEC ball game. So I'm not saying it's likely, but it wouldn't stun me if Ole Miss got upset this weekend at College Station. Kentucky, Tennessee, we know how explosive Tennessee's offense is. Playing a better defense with Kentucky this week, how do you see that game shaking out? Yeah, I think, uh, Joe, I think this is going to be a lot closer than people expect. I think Kentucky's defense, like you mentioned, pretty good. They match up well against Tennessee. You just got to prevent Tennessee from getting over the top like they did against Alabama so well, like they have pretty much against everybody they've played. So easier said than done. But Kentucky with Chris Rodriguez back in the lineup, very balanced. At least they were against Mississippi State when they pulled off that upset. 
I think Kentucky's going to have to try to outscore Tennessee because I don't. I just don't think you can limit Tennessee to anything less than maybe 35, maybe 40 points at home. The way this offense is humming, Cedric Tillman back in the lineup. They're be- they've been doing all this, Joe. They don't even have their best receiver now. He's back on the field. We'll see. You know, I, I don't anticipate he's 100 percent going to be just tearing up defenses, but it's just another weapon for Hendon Hooker and company. I like Tennessee to win it, but the spread is, I believe, currently 12 points. I like Kentucky to cover. I think Tennessee wins by a touchdown at home against Kentucky. Maybe a little bit of look ahead, too, to that epic showdown next week in Athens. You know, the Florida-Georgia game is also a a rivalry, and it's going to be on CBS. Georgia's favored by 23.5 points in this game, but that's not surprising. But the game's being played in Jacksonville. I'm just curious, not just about the game itself, but what do you make of this game being played in Jacksonville? Because it seems like both coaches, I remember Dan Mullen was at Florida and Kirby Smart at Georgia when they were there. They both said they'd rather have this home-and-home. Some fans I've talked to enjoy the game in Jacksonville, but some of them will like it home-and-home. Do you think that this rivalry game should go to a home-and-home, or do you think it should stay in Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see it both ways, John, but particularly when the SEC moves to no division format, I think they're going to have to go home and home because I just, but then again, you got Texas, Oklahoma playing, uh, what is it, in a, in a, at the Texas State Fair or whatever it is. I don't know if those games can exist, particularly if it's a nine game schedule because some weeks, some seasons, they may only have three SEC home games. So, uh, yeah, it does certainly throw a wrench into it, but I love the fact that it's, you know, this is what makes college football awesome. These just unique football games. A lot of those fans in South Georgia, this is the only game they get to go to. There's a lot of Georgia fans in North Florida. They get to go to this football game on an annual basis. I love it. I would like to see it. Maybe, um, you know, it is kind of a, it's, it's unique that like Florida players never get to play in Athens and Georgia players never get to play in the swamp i don't know if it's feasible john but i would like to see maybe like a rotation where every third year it's in jacksonville and then the the other years it's in gainesville it's in athens just kind of rotate that thing around again i have no idea if that's feasible but i would love to see something like that what's florida's best way to make this game interesting this year it looks like georgia is a dominant team and that florida basically you know this is a rivalry game so we know sometimes you can throw out the records, but what's the best way they can make it competitive this year? Maybe slash the tires of the team bus or something so that Bulldogs don't show up. I mean, this is a major, major disadvantage. Georgia's in the top ten in, in rushing and passing efficiency in the country. Florida, they're like 90th against the pass. They're 118th against the run. I mean, Georgia should be able to do whatever they want to this Florida defense. The, the only prayer they have, is if Anthony Richardson just plays out of his mind and basically scores a touchdown every possession they have because I think Georgia is going to be able to, to score realistically 45, 50 points against Florida. So it would have to be a shootout-style game, zero turnovers. Anthony Richardson scoring six or seven touchdowns against one of the best defenses in the country. I just don't see it happening. My do you- if, if, say, Tennessee gets past Kentucky this week and, and they go play Georgia at Georgia, say they lose by one point in a, in a last-second field goal, 
Is there a way that they still could get into the playoff without going to the SEC championship game and having one loss against Georgia? Is that is that possible? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's possible because I think when the, the playoff rankings come out on Tuesday, Tennessee's going to be number one based on their resume and everything they've done this season. Now, that may play against them if they're going to Georgia, reigning national champions, undefeated. Uh, the, the disrespects card is going to be played heavily in Athens, I would think, all week next week. So uh, Tennessee could certainly be in trouble in that ball game. But as long as, like you said, as long as it's a close competitive game, as long as Georgia goes on to win the SEC and particularly go undefeated, I think that's enough to get Tennessee into the playoff because I know there's a couple undefeated left in the country, but Ohio State, Michigan, one of those teams, they're going to knock each other off. I got no no faith in Clemson. They they may win out, but TCU, give me a break with that. Um, I think it's more realistic the SEC maybe gets three teams into the college football playoff than uh, you know than Tennessee getting left out because uh, unless Tennessee craters, which I just don't see happening, maybe that's the Tennessee grad in me. But uh, yeah, I think Tennessee's got a great shot. They just, they've got to keep it competitive in Athens, though. Otherwise, I, I think that's it's kind of a, a pipe dream. Otherwise, even the, I mean that, that sounds. I mean, I, and I'm with you. No, what, what you just laid out makes complete sense to me. But it, it sounds a little contradictory whenever you. Not only are you not winning your conference, you're not even going to the conference championship game, and and, and that's kind of developed into a double-edged sword that can help you also hurt you. Um, I mean, my team's Michigan. I look, I look at it through those lenses. If we lose a close one in Columbus, we're not going to get a chance at that. And, and there's no way. We, we've beaten a top-10 team, but um, we won't even be considered for that. And I think, it, I mean, what you're saying is it's it's more likely that there would be three ACC teams than, than Tennessee being left out. I don't know if I'm there yet, but a uh, lot, lot to unfold here in the next three or four weeks. Right, and it sounds like you're a fan of a conference that has two legitimate teams uh we're talking sec which has got like six or seven and three of the top five i mean this is this is just ridiculous the depth that the sec has we see it in the draft we see it in recruiting we see it in the college football playoff year in and year out i mean it's just a different level and someone that doesn't follow the sec doesn't like the sec i get they don't like that but it's the reality i mean this is where all the best football players are this is where the best coaches are and it bears out it bears out year in year out that that's the truth so hey i don't know if three teams if that'll ever happen in a four-team format but this could be the year if tennessee lose well, let's put it this way if tennessee loses to georgia and georgia loses to alabama in the sec championship i mean i don't i don't know how you leave out any of those teams to be honest with you yeah, that, that would be a doomsday scenario, which would be exciting and fun. But at the same time, too, if it already looks like playoff expansion is going to be happening. But that would be the way of just getting it done immediately the next year if you had three teams in the SEC uh, <laughs> and making it. But uh, here, but here's the thing, though. I just I don't think they get three teams. I just don't think that three teams ends up happening. So just for fun, just because that's what we're talking about uh, here, Mike, is for fun. That scenario you just laid out plays out. Those three teams, one loss. Say if they say no, no three teams are getting in. Who's the team that gets left out between those three teams in that scenario? Uh, 
maybe maybe Tennessee because uh, for not winning their division, you can make that case. I, I think, uh, you know, it, maybe it depends on the scores of the game. Like Alabama losing on a last-second field goal in Neyland Stadium should not eliminate them. Tennessee losing in Athens on a last-second field goal should not eliminate them. But maybe neutral field, getting blown out, maybe that does eliminate someone. Maybe if Tennessee gets blown out in Athens, maybe that's the difference. So I think you really just go down to, you know, who who's winning these close games. And it, it's it's hard to see if Georgia goes undefeated and loses in the SEC championship game. I don't know how you put Tennessee in a Tennessee team that beat them unless, you know, you say the home field advantage was that big of a factor. Uh, that's the only way. So if I got to take out one team, I got to take out Tennessee probably. So in the scenario that three SEC teams gets in, now is it about a conference or is it about individual teams as far as that fourth team that could possibly get in? It's, it's just whoever whoever wants to be sacrificed to the SEC. It doesn't matter to me, Joe. I mean, whoever it is, it'll probably be Ohio State after they, they win their one impressive game over Michigan or Michigan after they win their one impressive game over Ohio State. Maybe it'll be Clemson after, uh, you know, they, they go through the cakewalk of the ACC and, and they probably have to struggle against South Carolina at home. But, you know, they're not going to leave out these undefeated Power 5 teams uh, even if they have no place being in the playoffs. So, so the thing about that, though, Mike, what if, what if it is uh, Clemson that goes undefeated, and then you're talking about you take your pick, Michigan or Ohio State? Both of them are undefeated. Like, who who gets in? Uh, I, I mean, I would leave Clemson out. I mean, they're. I just saw them play against Syracuse. That the Syracuse team is garbage. They nearly lost to them. I don't know. Who in the heck Clemson has beaten this year? They beat Wake Forest. Apparently, that's a top ten team in the country right now, which is ridiculous. They'd probably be, you know, the fifth or sixth best team in the SEC East. Probably the seventh best team in the SEC West. So, uh, yeah, I would I would leave Clemson out. I, I'd give it to the winner of Ohio State Michigan. All right, I got to ask you this uh, real quick, Mike, uh, before we go because we're up against it. Not that it matters. South Carolina, Missouri, like, I don't even care about this game whatsoever. But why is South Carolina ranked 25th in the country? Like, I, I look at their schedule, and I know that uh, you may disagree, but they're, they have a good win against Kentucky, but that was without Will Levis there. But besides that, their wins yeah. are Georgia State, Charlotte, South Carolina State, and A&M by six, and their two losses were getting blown out by Arkansas and Georgia. So how is this team ranked 25th? I, I think a lot of these pollsters, John, don't even watch the games or are that aware of what's going on, to be honest with you. I think I've got South Carolina, I think, ninth or tenth in my SEC power rankings. That, you know, you've got to give them respect for winning. But, yeah, I mean, I, no, they're not a top 25 yet, and they won't be able to prove it this weekend. They, won't be, they play Vanderbilt after, so they're, they're probably going to be seven and two in the top 20 in the country. They don't deserve that, though. They've got to beat. Uh, someone with a pulse before I think they deserve that ranking. But I think it's just people voting in these polls that don't really follow the sport as closely as they should. 
Well, I definitely know that uh, in their final three games, they have at Florida, which will be tough. But then they play teams called Tennessee and Clemson on the road. So they will probably lose those games at the end of the year and get exposed. But either way, it should be a great weekend of college football, especially in the SEC. Mike, as always, appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoy the weekend of games. Look forward to catch up with you next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, anytime. Again, that was Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We'll take our commercial break and come back with more Out of Bounds live from Twin Peaks. Stay with us. <laughs> 